Welcome to Valley Girl Alchemy. My name is Rena. And my name is Sophie. And uh, we've been friends for a really long time, haven't we? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Wait, you were, we were 17, 16? I, I think know. 16. Okay. I think 16. So what does that make it? Like? We're 33. <laughs> I'm really bad at math. <laughs> it's just a long time. It makes it a it's long, a really long time. time. Eventually it'll be 20 years and it'll be easy. You know? Oh my gosh. I never thought I'd say I'd be friends with somebody for 20 years, but I have been. That's I have true. been. I have a few friends that are 20 year old, 20 plus year old friendships. It's crazy. Yeah. It's pretty rough. Um, so why are we putting this this podcast together, Sophie? This is a good question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you go first. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> so I feel like, I mean, I love to talk. I like to Snapchat. That's my thing. Um, you know, I, I think that you and I, when we get together, we talk about really strange interesting things we're both sort of woo woo in our own little way but we're also valley girls um we're kind of we don't take things too seriously but we do realize that there are a lot of things that we you know we ought to take seriously um we're going to be talking about lots of different things on this podcast but i feel like it would be fun just for us to talk and and uh learn as we go and and uh, share what we learn with other people. Um, I think that we're both very curious people. And do you have anything else to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I think we're going a little bit crazy from COVID. And you know, you're yes. working through a podcast and wanting to bring joy, you know, joy and levity and humor to people's lives. And you know, for me, it's um, it's that plus being an example for both of us of like what it is to be integrated human beings, you know? So like, yeah, we have a professional selves. Yeah. You know, we can be these Valley girls with woo woo. Um, though you can be critically discerning. Um, we can nerd out and be obsessive about certain topics that you might not think Valley girls are into. Um, and you know, that kind of, I think that like big way of who we are, um, is, is how most people are, but we often don't have the ability to express ourselves like that. So I think it's nice if we can be transparently ourselves somewhere and talk about interesting things. And, you know, if that inspires other people to feel like they can be weirdos, then all for the better. Hell yeah. Personal, creative, weirdo project. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I'm excited. We have lots of stuff to talk about. I feel like I learned a lot from, you know, researching the topic Mm. of today and um, I'm excited to get into it. Me too. Do you want to give a little bit of an intro about the topic and why we chose it? Sure. Um, So we were going to be talking about, you know, interracial, intercultural uh, relationships Um, I think that this year, um, obviously with everything that's gone on with Black Lives Matter, um, it's brought to the forefront the issue of race and ethnicity. Uh, We've been talking about it a lot in our culture at this point in the United States, and I feel like it's important to address dating, um, sexual relationships, marriage in in these contexts. and, you know, I think that we've both been in interracial relationships and we've both experienced our own um, issues with it. And I think it would be good for us to talk about 
you know, where we've been as a society and, and possibly where we're going. Um, what do you think? Is, do you think that covers it or do you have anything else to add? Yeah, I think so. You know, I think we were, it's a topic we're curious about and kind of how we're looking at building this up as topics we're curious about, conversations we would have with each other and, um, you know, kind of a bring it out to see if other people are interested and where could we take it from there. Awesome. Well, let's get into it. <laughs> okay, so let so when we originally were going to do this episode, we decided to split verse. Like you know, I'll take the history of you know what we're considering multicultural dating, um, and you know you'll do more contemporary. And you know, I was thinking, you know, history of multicultural dating is going to be you know like in the time of the Egyptians, and you know. Um, hundreds of years ago and I didn't find a lot of easy information on Google. It's not like I That's went to the so library. Lame. <laughs> so lame. I hate it when Google fails you like that. I know. I know. Everything that just everything that popped up was like, are you in an interracial relationship with your boyfriend? Oh and I was Do like Do you need therapy? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yes and yes. Yeah. <laughs> um but the big one that popped up um, that I'll tell you about, I know you know a bit about it, but um, so so Loving Verse Virginia is the case in 1967 that made interracial relationships and specifically marriages legal in this country. And this is a trip because it's only, what, like 50, you know, 50, 50 odd years or so um, since this has happened, which is, yo- which is younger than your mom, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah, crazy younger shit. than all of our parents. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. it says here it's fifty three years ago, and so fifty three oh years goodness. ago, sixteen states had what they call these anti miscegenation laws. Is that how you say it? Yes, okay. I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's go with that. Let's go. With that. Okay. So it's like it's I'm looking at these like notes and it's like mainly in the American South and it's like yes yeah, so, you know of surprise course. surprise sorry that's uh, mean I know but, <laughs> um, we'll go into that topic another time because it's actually interesting um, <laughs> yes. so um, all right so what I think about the about this that is interesting is um about the how this connects to like politics and change so um in term and like how that connects to then how we in our minds think that like, oh, this is normal, right? Culturally, something is normal, but how much does the law come in into normalizing things for us? Because this mm-hmm. is, um, you know, you know, like 40 something years later, this is when um, the same precedent that was used in this case or the precedent set by this case was used to allow for gay marriage, um, mm-hmm. which we've seen in our lifetimes, which if you think about it, remember when that was illegal? Like, doesn't yeah. that seem like 100 years ago? But yes, it's not. it does. Yeah. Yeah. It was very recently. Um, all right. So I'll tell you the story. So they met, um, they were in, they grew up in the same hometown and apparently this hometown in Virginia was integrated. Um, and it was, you know, more chill for a, a man and a woman of color. So Richard loving a uh, white man and uh, Mildred loving a woman of color, um, connected and met. Um, and they got married in DC, um, because it was legal. But then in 1958, um, you know, they're at home, they're sleeping, and the police in Virginia raid their house in the morning trying to catch them having sex because that's just not creepy at all. And that's what police did, apparently, in the late 50s. Um, 
So they were sleeping and they weren't having sex because sex was illegal in Virginia as well. Having sex between, you know, white people and everybody else was also illegal in some of these states. Um, Mm -hmm. And then get this. Okay, so if you had sex with someone who you weren't married with in some of these places, um, if you're a white person and a person of color and you had sex, it was a misdemeanor. But if you were married, it was a a felony. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that's how much they were trying to get people to not be in interracial relationships. Mm-hmm. That's how much our government, people in our government, right? Um, and so, you know, they, going back to the the, the lovings, um, they show their marriage certificate and the police is like, sucks for you, we don't care, it's invalid in Virginia. Send them to jail. And of course, because it's shitty, the man, the white man, was able to be bailed out, but they didn't allow bail for Mildred um, because just, you know, Virginia in 1958. Um, so then they plead guilty, um, the next year and they leave Virginia and they're told that the only reason that they won't go back to prison, um, is if they're, they're never in Virginia again, back together. Right. I think it's like 25 years, which is, you know, basically their youth. Um, and over time they get frustrated because they can't see their families, which sucks. Um, and because they're in Washington, DC and because for some reason everybody in, you know, the 50s and the 60s knew each other, Mildred reaches out to Robert Kennedy, who puts her in touch with the ACLU. So, like, sidebar, ACLU is just always doing good things for, like, mm-hmm. decades, you know? I hope they save us from what's to come in this election, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so um, they go on the process of getting to the Supreme Court, which, you know, it starts with, like, you know, you start with your local judge and you keep um, working your way up depending on, you know, where you get, if the, you know, if the government's fighting you or if you're um, fighting back with the government. The first judge in Virginia has the audacity to say, the almighty God created the races white, black, yellow, Malay, and red, and he placed them on separate continents. But for the interference with his arrangement, there would be no cause for such marriages. The fact that he separated the races shows that he did not intend for the races to mix. So dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Why why are people so dumb? Sorry. Go on. I know. I know. know. No, but like. I know. This is crazy. But that's the thing is this man says this in such a like educated way. This is a judge, right? He's in power. He has, you know, he has everyone listening to him. Just like we have our, you know, our people that we have in power that we have to listen to. Yeah. And and he's dumb. Right. We think this is dumb. But at the time, people thought this was like dead fucking serious. Yeah. You know? Some people. Some people, yeah. A lot, enough people, right? Um, enough people, yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, up until this time, the Supreme Court had ruled that criminalizing interracial sex was A-OK because um, we have in our Constitution the Equal Protection Clause. Do you know what the Equal Protection Clause is? I do not. Okay. All right. Wait. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> like, I didn't know. And I was like excited because I was like, oh my God, I know my rights. Um, <laughs> so it is in the 14th Amendment of the Constitution and it is 
your ability that like without due process of law, like you can't, you, you just, you can't get any kind, you have certain privileges, right? So like, Oh yes, yes, yes. I yeah. do know this. So yes, you have, you have the um, right to life, liberty and property. And you know, it's always the question of liberty that comes up yep. um, in these kind of cases, right? Like what is liberty? And then that's up to the Supreme court to decide. Yep. Right. So freedom, freedom. Yeah. And um, what is freedom? You know, um, I'll fast forward a little bit. Um, you know, there's some like um, different legal things as well with due process, which is also in the 14th Amendment as well in the Fifth Amendment. And again, it's just that, you know, you, you um, everybody has this right. Right. And you cannot um, you cannot just take it away without due process of the law. And you and everyone has an equal right. And so for a while they were kind of holding up that these things were okay because of the fact that it was the, the penalties were equal. Like if you were the you know white person or you were the person of color in the relationship, you both you both went to prison, and that is why Virginia argued that the law was legal. Um, however, you know the court at the time that you know finally got to the Supreme Court in 1967, the court makeup had changed. Um, you know they they had a, a, a justice that was. Um, what is that? What is the main justice called? <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god. Okay, the chief justice. I remember now. The okay. main justice. The chief justice. Um, there's also an interesting story. I know only a little bit about it, but apparently this guy um was put um uh to what is his name Warren Earl or something. Oh god. Um, so he was put there in place because he was thought to be super conservative and he turned out to be like extremely liberal and passed down a lot of the most liberal kind of rulings we've had Ooh. that impact us. I know, I know. Mm. He's like a little covert, a little covert um, progressive. Um, so so yeah, so they you know, they overturn this um and they they say that like marriage is a right, um, you know, and that it is what as you said, it's liberty, which is freedom, so that every single person has a constitutionally protected right to get married. And this is what led to gay marriage being legalized as well, right? Because it was the fact that it was a constitutional right that you cannot take that away from people, um, as mm-hmm. every single citizen has an equal right to it. Right. So now here we are, you know, decades, decades later, and we're free, we're free to date, or we're free to date and marry and have sex with people of different races, um, but it's still crunchy, right? It's still not really happening that much, especially out of urban areas, which has been, which has been kind of our experience, which is, and which is what I know you want to get into. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I know you were kind of taking over the history part of things, but, you know, I did a little digging into the whole history part of things as well. And, um, there, there was the, you know, what, what is it called? Anti miss, uh, Generation loss. Miscegenation sounds so stupid. We're valley girls, okay? I have to ask ask Drew to like pronounce words for me because I don't know how to pronounce them. Like at least once a day, I ask. Really? You? I feel like you're so smart with words. Oh, thanks, thanks, Raina. It's okay. I am not all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So, you know, obviously, you know, nowadays there's no current laws 
against interracial marriage in the U.S. And that's been since 1967, as you were saying. And, um, you know, Virginia, surprise, surprise, was the last state to have these anti-interracial marriage laws. So, um, you know, but then, you know, California, I have to say, uh, you know, I don't know if you, you read about the Perez versus Sharp uh, case, um, but it was in 1948, and it was kind of like the beginning of the end to these outdated laws, um, where uh, Perez versus Sharp. Perez was a Mexican American woman um, who was who, who attempted to get married to a man um, who was a black man. His name, his last name is Sylvester, um, and. Mind you, this at this time, Mexican-American people were considered white people. Yeah. Um, because of their Spanish heritage. Well, do you know that race is constantly changing like that? Yeah. Like, it, it's just like, what is white doesn't mean yeah. anything. I mean, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're, you're Persian, and you're considered white. In the census, which annoys the me census, because yeah. I don't, you know, I don't think that white people consider me white in like small towns or anything, right? But in cities, white people will consider me white. So it's fascinating. Yeah. You know, like what, yeah. what does that even mean? Other than if you're like a Western European, I think that's the obvious white. Right. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So at the time they were considered white. Right. Yeah, so this was basically a white woman getting married to a black man, and their marriage was basically considered void at the time. Um, but, of course, you know, that was fought. And um, due to the 14th Amendment, which you just talked about, um, it was, you know, deemed not okay. Um, and it was thrown out. So, you know, this was in, in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, Los this Angeles. was in Los Angeles. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. In 1948. Yeah, in 1948. Yeah, represent yeah. LA. Right. So, you know, these laws, obviously, they're very important. And, you know, they, they change culture because only a few years later, in 1951, I Love Lucy came about, which... You know, oh my, oh. Had, yeah. Wait, so I Love Lucy came out before interracial marriage was completely legal. Yes. Whoa. Yes. That Which makes, makes sense, right? Because like it, you need that like representation. Yes. You know, like just same thing with like gay marriage and you know totally, everything. Totally. It's like it's like we had people well and grace that were on on TV before before. Uh, you know, it was legal in all the states, you know. Is yeah. it even legal in all the states? I mean, that's another episode. Yes. I don't yeah, even yeah, know. Yeah. It, yeah. Is. it is. Okay, it's it is. It's, it's, yeah, because of the Supreme It's recent. Yes. It's recent. I mean, yeah, it, it's recent. just, it, it's, um, yeah, so before it was legal within the whole United States, Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz were on TV as an interracial couple. Wow. Um, you know, this was just a few years, three years after Perez and Sharp. So I think... Los Angeles, they set that tone, you know, like yeah. Los Angeles, y'all set that tone. You are in Los Angeles. You're you're LA based. I'm Denver based. I don't think we mentioned that, but yeah. So like Hollywood and you know having the representation. We talk about 
how important it is to have that representation. I think that seeing that, like you and I, you know, we weren't alive when you, you Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz were on TV, right? Yeah. So like, but like I grew up watching that. Mm-hmm, I grew up watching Nick at Night. I mean, Nick at Night was the shit. I loved watching that. And I think our generation, we grew up not even thinking that that was like an issue. I didn't think that that was an no. issue when I watched it. I didn't give a fuck it didn't fucking matter to me I mean, you know it, i didn't even think about didn't it register it right well yeah. like what i'm like so i'm like tripped out in a good way that like Lu- lucille ball is a fucking badass she is a badass <laughs> she threatened to cancel the show if desi wasn't cast hell yeah they wanted to cancel him they wanted to cancel him hashtag cancel him <laughs> and then she was like no hell no Damn. I, I'm not even going to do this show if y'all bitches aren't going to let my, my man be on the show. Yeah. So, um, you know, like, that that's cool. It's its really awesome. I, I didn't know that before, you know, researching for this, this, this podcast. The things you learn along yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, the things you learn along the way. All right, okay. So, yeah. so Lucy and Desi set this precedent, and then, yeah. you know – and then Hollywood exploded after that. I mean, yeah. there was just relationship after relationship, you know, on TV that that kind of like made that normal, you know, over time. And then fast forward to the Kardashians. I mean, they were, you know, they're like they're Valley girls. They're from Calabasas, or they not not from Calabasas, but they live in Calabasas. And from the very beginning, I mean, they've been in interracial relationships and that was on tv you know i think that we all kind of just found out right now that the kardashians are being canceled or not canceled they're deciding to end their show and um you know from the very beginning you know kim kardashian was with ray j and you know she's armenian he's he's black um and that was something that we grew up seeing you know we i mean i actually haven't seen the sex tape have you seen the sex tape I think that's a good time to stop and take a break and hear a short message from our sponsor. Valley Girl Alchemy is brought to you by cats. Sophie and I both have cats. Me with Zelda and Link and Sophie with Jupiter. Sophie and I have spent a lot of time alone during this pandemic, going several days without seeing a single human. But thankfully, we're not totally alone. We have our cats. They follow us around trying to snag a cuddle or a treat wherever they can. Sometimes they meow in the background. Sometimes they're feeling extra frisky and they'll jump up to say hi to all of my coworkers on Zoom. They have truly become a crowd favorite. If you don't yet have a cat, we encourage you to consider adopting one from your local shelter or rescue center. You'll find that they are quite independent as you generally don't have to bathe them or escort them to the restroom at all during their life, unlike dogs and small children. Thank you, cats, for sporting the host of the show. We wouldn't be as chill as we are without you. Now, back to the show. Have you seen the sex tape? Yeah, I think I saw oh. a part of it. Oh, like, I remember seeing yeah, back in the day. Did you ever see? <laughs> did you ever see the Paris Hilton one? I don't. I think I've seen more clips of the Paris Hilton one than I have of the Kardashian one. I don't think I've seen the Kardashian one. The Kardashian one is really boring. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I mean, not that you're going to go, like, look up the porn now. I mean, I might. (laughs) (laughs) You might. 
I know it's really After boring. This. It's very boring. Don't bother. Really? You know? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like she's just like she's just like oh, it's just like laying there anyway. So she got famous. Okay. She got famous from the situation. She got famous from that. So like you know, the Kardashians have always been in interrelation interracial relationships, and I don't really feel like many people have. Batted, batted an eye, to my knowledge. Of course, there are people that are, you know, haters and trolls and stuff like that that are they're doing that kind of... And I, I take that back. There are a lot of people who still hate. I think I used to read Entertainment Today, but it looks it looks like familiar in my head when I, like, look... I could see the font that it that it comes in. I could see the magazine cover, but I don't know. Like, People Magazine, you know, Star, Us, whatever. Yeah. They're all in the, all those. Perez Hilton... They're in all those. But, okay, so, like, what I found was that, um, so Kim, you know, she she made a statement. And this was after she had North, Northwest. Is that the baby's name, Northwest? Yeah, the first Northwest. One. So, she, okay, so this is the quote that she had because – you know, she was obviously as oblivious as most white people are. Um, she said, to be honest, before I had North, I never really gave racism or discrimination a lot of thought. It's obviously a topic that Kanye is passionate about, but I guess it was easier for me to believe that it was someone else's battle. But recently, I've read and personally experienced some incidents that have sickened me and made me take notice. I realize that racism and discrimination are still alive and just as hateful and deadly as they have ever been. So this is after she had her baby. Obviously, she received a lot of hate from people. Um, oh, God. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know that she made this statement. I'm not a huge follower of Kim Kardashian, um, but... You know, I, I, I'm not surprised. You know, I, I've had my own experiences with people throwing shade when I, you know, and when I date somebody who's not white, you know, I, I mean, have you ever had any experiences where, where you've dated somebody and, you know, they were a different race and people have said something to you or have you witnessed something? This is a really good question. My experience is weird because I'm you know I'm in this place of being non-white and white or having being I consider myself not white but I don't know if I'm exactly a person of color because I have this light skin tone privilege um mm -hmm. that even you know Justin doesn't have like Justin clearly considers himself a person of color mm -hmm. because he looks it um and I don't but every man I've dated you know, knows that I am not white, especially the white men. <laughs> they always know. Um, mm. And I think part of why a lot of dudes have been attracted to me is because I'm not white, that there's a level of being kind of exotic. Now, I could be making that up in my head. I don't know. Um, you That's know, just like the vibe that you get. Yeah. Like it's the vibe that I've gotten before. Um, but nobody's like explicitly <sighs> said it to you before? No, no. Um, nobody said it, but some of the comments that I got when I was younger were, you know, about like being exotic or where was I from? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I did not know that about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got <laughs> asked a lot, like, where was I from? 
um, especially in college. And I don't know why mm-hmm. it started to decrease. I think to a certain extent, you know, me straightening my hair and getting my eyebrows done and, you know, maybe doing my makeup a certain way or wearing certain clothes um, and maybe the overall diversity, you know, quotient quotient increased around me with the people that I was working with but I don't get asked that question anymore but sometimes occasionally I do people will ask it in the way of like where's your last name from or you know something like that which is not directly saying like what's your ethnic background um but you know people are maybe too polite now to directly ask um in any case um you know, I think there was only one person, you know, one of my ex-partners where I felt like their family was uncomfortable with my ethnicity. Um, and, you know, it kind of felt like weird because I couldn't put my finger on if maybe I didn't vibe with them. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, we just didn't really get along. Um, you know, like maybe I wasn't their people and maybe they weren't my people. But one time, you know, my ex-partner's mom said that... um um, she didn't like black people because they smelled weird or black people have a weird smell. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But then get this. I've heard this from a few people over my life, which is fucking nuts. Like there's a few white people who get really comfortable and will be like saying the most racist ass shit and like, you know, cause maybe they think I'm safe in that moment. And I'm like, I am not safe. <laughs> wow. No, no. And also I'm like, who, where is that? Like, isn't that the weirdest stereotype that like make like it's like when you know the Germans believe Nazis had horns and you're like how would you believe something that's fucking stupid but like people believe like really that black people smell differently you know and these this is a belief that's happening that people aren't saying like in public Mm -hmm. anyway so um so like that shit was weird to hear um and you know I will say with the other people I've dated like friends and family have been like pretty welcoming um but you know I've only had as you know I've only had two partners the one that was white was weird with their family the one that was Latino I felt much more comfortable in that relationship Mm -hmm. you know I didn't feel weird um about my ethnic background um so you know um you know and now with Drew I feel very accepted you know I met his father and his father's wonderful um but they're like super progressive port Portlanders right you know so I you know I I think they're like the they're like the best kind of white people totally yeah you know um that's my long-winded answer girl what's (laughs) what's been your experience well you know I've dated a few people who were non-white people of color (laughs) I I just I don't know I don't know like just people People that are outside of my white race yeah, everyone Whatever. else. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, one person was half white, half Chinese. Um, I didn't really feel like there was a huge difference there in, like, our cultures. Um, I felt like his family, you know, because one of his family members was white, there, there was kind of a, um, you know, an ease to the situation. Um you know, his mom was Chinese. She accepted me with open arms. I loved her. I mean, I just felt like I was a part of the family, honestly. Yeah. Um, and you know, I was I was totally embraced, and I didn't I didn't find any issues in that relationship. And I also didn't like get anyone that was like talking crap about our relationship. Like, I didn't feel like anyone had a problem with it at all. Um, and and then my other relationship. 
um, that I had with somebody that was of color. Um, the person was Indian and that's where I, I experienced probably the most issues. Um, I felt like, you know, he had told me that his mom was not super open to, um, him dating outside of, um, the Indian culture. You know, she, she really wanted an Indian woman for him. Uh, so he, he never ended up introducing me to his family, um, I think, because of this. I think that, you know, she was pretty dead set on having him marry within the Indian community. Um, so that was that was really uh, kind of like a, a, a block in our, in our relationship. Yeah, I mean, and, kind of like a, you could never meet his parents. It was like, it could never right. go anywhere. Thank God, because no. he's a fucking piece of shit and you know who you are and you're a piece of shit <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> anybody ever listens to this not because he's indian no no of course not no because he's just a piece of shit and you can, yeah and just a rainbow of colors of piece of shit you can be any race and you can be a piece of shit oh my god if he's listening <laughs> if he ever listens <laughs> Yes, um, it didn't work out for other reasons. It wasn't because of anything cultural like that. Um, you know, there there were people in when I was in that relationship that did talk crap about our relationship. That you know, there were guys that maybe had a romantic interest in me as well, but we were only friends at the time. That would say things like, "And this is really messed up." And I, it really affected me that like. It really hit me that this was like a thing when I was dating this person um, because a white guy friend of mine would say, you know, oh, um, you know, that's nasty that you're dating that Habib. Okay. He said Habib, which, which is not means even <laughs> most loved, which means <laughs> beloved, by the way. Just so it shows you how ignorant people are. Which is not like, yeah, first of all, it's not even. It's not even an insult. And just to fast forward. But they meant it as an insult. Yeah, they meant it as, it's not even the right culture. It's like completely. It's not even the right culture. It's insane. I'm like, wow, you're just uneducated, ignorant. Well, (laughs) and also just like picking, like denigrating, like putting someone down, you know, in this way, just like you know, trying to loop him, loop him in with something negative, right? And what's interesting about this person who was criticizing Mr. Piece of Shit is that <laughs> they were, you know, friendly with me, right? They had no problem with me. They'd never say, like, why are you hanging out with this Habib right. about me? Unless they were literally – they meant, like, Habib in, like, a, a nice way, right? right? And, like, same with same with Elise, right? Literally, whose language is, like, Habibi is, like, you know, Arabic, right? <laughs> They would have been like, they, they, they thought we were awesome and great, but like, yeah. there was something about you and for all that they liked you and there was, there was jealousy there that could have showed up. Right. There was something exactly. about you being with like a brown dude, right? Right. That was like, also the brown dude was not okay, but the, but the brown girl or like, you know, the Middle Eastern girls were like totally fine, but not the like, you know, South Asian dude. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like, I've noticed this with white men. Like, I think white men that we've kind of gone to school with, I think that they've said things about our friend that was dating a black guy for a while. They, they used to say stuff to her. Um, there's something about white men sometimes where they, you know, they want to protect, quote, unquote, their own. 
Like they think that they own yeah, other sec- people of their same yeah, it's race. Yeah, sexism. <laughs> it's like sexism causing racism, right? Yeah. You know, and yeah, it's, it's I mean, it's rooted in white supremacy. Yeah. You know, it's definitely rooted in that white supremacist thought that just like, oh, you know, like we're better because we're white and yeah um, these are like yeah. animals that you know yeah men of color are these like animals that are gonna yes hurt our fragile baby women you know yeah and you know it, it's 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 really sad it's really unfortunate that that's a thing you know like I, I was even talking to a friend recently and I asked him you know have you know who do you see me with do you see me with you know like like who do you see me with and um this person was like, I see you with a, a white, a white guy, you know, in finance. <laughs> you, like, just randomly, you keep telling me these things about people who say shit to you. And I'm like, who are these people right now? I know. I know. I'm sorry. It's just like, I don't want to reveal them because no, 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 I, no, no, I don't no. know. I know. You don't want to do it here. But like. You- it, and also, like, I think that there's something to be said about the fact that, and I don't want to protect anyone. I don't want to protect anyone. But I have to recognize the fact that this white supremacy is built into our consciousness. Like, it is built into our consciousness. And maybe that's in another episode that we talk about that. But, like, this is shit that people grow up with in their families. And it's it's baked into the bread. Like, it's not right. It's not okay. It's not okay. It should not continue any any longer. But, like, this kind of thing is, like, baked into society. It's built into our laws. It's built into our practices. It's built into all of these things. And it gets into people's head like a freaking disease. And it, you know, it spreads. And it, it's allowed to just run freely. I mean, thank God for the Black Lives Matter movement that it's stirring up all this shit. You know, it's even making, uh, you know, dating apps um, rethink their whole way of doing things. Like, you know, t- to switch topics, their, you know, dating apps, they still had a race and ethnicity filter on them until June of 2020. And, you know, it's the Black Lives Matter movement that finally that took that away. Finally took that Wait, away. Which, which dating apps were these? Do you, know? Uh, you know, I wasn't able to find exactly like which ones, um, but I think most of them is for, think... from the articles that I read. Most of them took that away. But the one app that kept it was Match.com. So Match.com is the only one that's like, I'm keeping this, which I don't know what that's about. Did, did you ever read? This is like the old research from OkCupid. Okay God, probably like 10 years ago, maybe longer, um, maybe 15 years ago. I don't know. Time has no meaning. But like about the fact that like racism plays like such a huge part or was playing such a huge part in online dating too. Oh, I didn't know, you know? that. Um, so that must be why these apps had those um, preferences, ah. you know. Um, so just like to make it super simplified, Asian men and black women were messaged the least. You know, and it was like white men and Middle Eastern women, weirdly, that were messaged the most, you know. Mm. Um, And so, you know, but really it was like, you know, if you if you read the whole thing, you could basically see that like the darker your skin was, you know, as a woman, 
um, the more you were ghettoized. And as a man, like, you know, you were fetishized with darker skin, but then Asian men were just completely emasculated. Wow. That's you really know? sad. So those were kind of the, like, per- that's, like, what you can pull from that. Um, and mm-hmm. a lot of time has gone by. Um, but the fact that they still had these, you know, like, who is using mm-hmm. that? That's what I want to know. Like, what kind? And you know what? The there filters. probably is. Yeah. There probably is people we know that we're, like, homies with who, like, yeah. use those filters. Totally. totally. Oh, 100%. Like, I know people who have said some crazy-ass, racist-ass shit, and I could see them doing that, you know? Like, people, when we're alive, I mean, th- I mean, if you go back to what we were just talking about earlier, this has only been, you know, mar- interracial marriage has only been legal for so many years, so many decades. Yeah. It's just, like, within our parents' lifetime. So, it, yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me. We still have a long way to go, but, you know, slowly but surely we have laws that are changing, um, you know, what happens. And we're having media and pop culture that are coming in and changing the way that we think about things, you know, yeah. with TV shows and movies and the Kit Kardashians and, you know, I Love Lucy. It's it's all changing things. And, you know, it's just that rep- that representation just goes a long way for for these types of things but you know dating apps is just a new forefront i think that we didn't we weren't discussing until recently yeah yeah so yeah so i don't know i i I think it's um you know it's a it's a it's a long road ahead of us i think that you know obviously we're we're getting to a better place and i think everyone recognizes that mixed race babies are the most beautiful um, <laughs> we have a friend whose due date was two days ago and she is about to have a baby like tomorrow. Wow. So, and I'm super excited. Baby of the future. Multiracial yes. baby of the future. Yes. Korean slash Mexican baby. Yep. Yeah. Hashtag gorge. <laughs> <laughs> Gorge, hashtag gorge. Like, hashtag gorgeous? Like, sorry, that wasn't clear. I know, know, but I was just amused thinking, like, somebody would get confused to be like, gorge. I know. Thank you for, like, calling that out because (laughs) I shorten a lot of words. I know. Yeah. So, big and small changes along the way. You know, we're we're on the way to to a better place. Um, But, you know, I think that, you know, it's... I don't know what what else you have to say about it, but um. no, I think we're I think we're good. I think we can wrap. I think we can wrap this up. This di- this first this episode. dick up. We can wrap this, <laughs> this dick. dick up. I, it feels kind of like dick, you know. I'm <laughs> like it feels like a dick when you first see one, and you're like, what is this? <gasps> what am I supposed <gasps> to do with this? This is not like anything I expected. Remember, it's it wasn't so weird. what you expected. <laughs> I was just like, what is this and what's happening, you know? Um, Yeah, so I think we can wrap it up. Um, Thank you for if anyone ever sees the light of day of this and listens to this. I apologize and thank you. Yes, thank you. This is our first recording and, you know, it's just a work of uh, uh, art, practice. It's a work of... uh, just putting ourselves out there. So um, thank you for listening. You know, we really, uh, we want to bring good things 
um, out of, you know, what we're talking about. And, you know, if you have any feedback for us, uh, if you want to write into the show, you can find us on social media at Valley Girl Alchemy on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time. 